Welcome to the House of She podcast. We are Kat and Kate, and we are here to discuss all things womanhood, business, birth, spirituality, mindfulness, health and wellness, and personal journeys, and so much more. Our purpose behind starting this podcast is to connect with women, building a community to support and empower each other. We know you all have so much to offer, so we're hopeful to facilitate a platform where we can all grow and learn together, expanding the circle of women within this beautiful community. Welcome back to the House of Sheep podcast. It's Kate and Kat here. And today we have on Fallon joining us from the Just Saying Project. We are so excited to talk to Fallon. We have a really inspiring conversation. She's a really inspiring person. She's got so much on her plate, but she really juggles it with grace. So it seems from the outside. <laughs> yeah. And I just really love talking to her because she just seems to be just being authentic, being herself. And she's really just found a way to weave her skills into something that really just expresses who she is. So the Just Saying Project is really something to be proud of. Yeah. So I've been, I've been following the Just Saying Project for only, you know, two years of its sort of eight years, six years, can't remember the number now, but of its longer timeline. And so for me, it was really cool to hear where it started and why it started because I have only seen its latter years. And it made me, I was already completely in love with Fallon and the Just Same Project, but it just gave me this really deeper appreciation for what actually the foundations of it were. And I love when something strikes from something so authentic and genuine and life experience, how it can really come into this really amazing fruition and the community is completely following along. So Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I think she's amazing. And I think the Just Same Project is something that if you're not aware of, become aware of because the projects coming out of it are really inspiring, different, cool, authentic, Mm -hmm. and just empowering as well. Like it's super, super cool. Yeah, there was lots of little projects along the way that were really community inclusive and community initiatives that then like celebrate the community as well. So it's yeah, not just... yeah, it's all about bringing more people together and, and celebrating diversity on every level, which is super cool. Yeah, so we really hope you enjoy this episode with Fallon. Uh, thank you so much, Caitlin. Hello, House of She listeners. I'm Fallon Druitt, the founder of the Just Saying Project. Uh, a little bit about me. Gosh, it's a bit hard to talk about yourself sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I could give it a go. Uh, so my background uh, started out in uh, media. So I am a journalist by trade and I spent about 10 years working as a print journalist before I had my my two children. So I, I left the profession that I guess it wasn't for me, I guess media for me and writing has always been a passion for me. So I felt like it was like, another part of my soul uh, so when I mm-hmm. left it was um, a big big thing to say goodbye to it was it wasn't just a career it was a lifestyle and anyone who's in media or journalism will tell you that you don't you don't stop at five o'clock in the afternoon it really encompasses everything that you are mm-hmm. so um, I left journalism because I fell pregnant with my son Archie who's now seven so I felt I had this very big um I guess it was a sense of loss, like leaving a career that I'd started to build and had such a passion for. So it was a real shift in in who I was to become a mum. And I wasn't always the most maternal person. Like I 
I never knew that I was going to have children. It was always just, I'll get to that. And then mm-hmm. I was, you know, blessed enough to, to have Archie and then my kind of world exploded. And I think looking back on it now, I had a little bit of that, um, you know, baby blues that kind of continued on a little bit longer, a bit of postnatal depression. I had my husband who worked away and I was home with a newborn by myself for a lot of the time. So I had like this real... I guess this ebb of life, there was no flow and I was, I was struggling a little bit. And I think a lot of women can, can really feel that when they have their, their first child. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was lucky that my mum lived here and I had lots of support there and I had a, a husband who was hands-on when he came home and I was lucky in that respect, but I, I was just a bit down and it, made, it took me a while. It took me probably a good six months to really get into motherhood. And then it got to about you know, Archie was about 15 months old. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to start, you know, writing. I've got some had space a, to do some, I've got some something space else. Now. Yeah. yeah. So I was in that headspace where I just started, you know, getting to the, getting back to my roots of writing it all out. So I would spend, you know, after Archie had gone to sleep, you know, writing on my blog, which was called Just Saying. And it's a blog I had mm-hmm. while I was a journalist. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, my mum, came up with that um, name just saying um (laughs) and she's like oh you know she's like is that something you would say like I feel like you could easily be like oh just saying like yes and I hear I hear it all the time in movies and shows and I've actually started going it does like they're saying you know when they're they're telling their truth on well I'm just Mm -hmm. saying yeah Um, yeah and um so I kind of ran with it so yeah my mum was the brains behind you know oh you should call your blog just saying and then I started getting some traction, just sharing it uh, with friends on uh, on Facebook at the time. And other women are like feeling that same kind of um, mm-hmm. struggle and trying to find who they are again when mm-hmm. they've had, um, they've lost a little part of themselves and they've gained an amazing little person as well um, that changes your whole being for all the right reasons. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, I guess you're I just thought, coming oh, from like, such a real place that everyone was like really picking up what you're putting down yeah. you, you were I'm, just like I'm just going to be honest I'm just saying yeah. it but this is what yeah. it's like <laughs> this is where I'm right. and everyone was like oh, I love this she's just being yeah. so real with me <laughs> and that was the thing and you know it was a real it was a real struggle um I guess that you know bringing a, a newborn and a something that you love so much and you're you are disrupted your life is disrupted mm. um so kind it's of talking like a, about that identity crisis like if you it is you know when when your work is like a part of who you are and that's like part of you know what you're putting out to the world and then when you don't have that you're sort of like oh well like what am I what am I doing like how do I be yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) right it is you're so right Caitlin it's that that identity crisis a little bit so I thought oh okay the blog's doing well oh I might just you know do an event see how that goes do a forum where we get some speakers in and um we'll see and it was kind of just started out as that a passion project something for me to to do as well as looking after Archie and just keeping my brain active because Mm. I'd always been somebody who was always on the go I I do have high functioning anxiety I'm pretty sure so (laughs) I was kind of that person that's like got to get in and get things done so decided to do that and yeah, I remember uh, the ticketing place going, oh, oh no, a lady ringing up, sorry. And she's saying, I can't get any tickets. So I was like, oh, that's bizarre. That must be just like, you know, a glitch, glitch. in the system, <laughs> technology. Um, 
And then I rang the ticketing company. Goes, oh no, you've sold out. Oh and wow! Like, oh, and so, how I many? Do you remember the number that was? That was eighty tickets. Oh my wow. goodness! <laughs> and what was the what was the um, event? So yeah, it was just a a, a forum. It was called the Just mm-hmm. Be You Forum, and I had three mm-hmm. speakers. I had the amazing Deb Ray, uh, and I had. Uh, Deb Ray and I had Rowena Hardy from Minds Align, um, two women to this day who are still um, mentors to me in a lot of ways. Mm. And uh, Sharmen Messer, actually, who runs um, Clean Feeling. So she was um, mm-hmm. one of the other speakers as well. And it was just, um, they got up, spoke about different, um, uh, a bit about their lives and how we can really encapsulate being who we are and finding who we are again. And it was just an afternoon tea and we had musicians and singers and it was just very low key. And I was only going to do one and then it just kind of started snowballing. And then, Mm. you know, where I'm here like nearly seven years later, still doing it. So it's it's very, it's a bizarre feeling. Um, Yeah, I never imagined, you know, sitting in my study nook that, that, that this is what would happen and creating a movement in a way. And I always feel mm-hmm. a bit weird when people say, oh, no, you've created such a great movement. And maybe it's just me that I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not very self-promoting half the time. I'm, I probably need to do that a bit more. But um, it's very humbling when someone says that, oh, mm. you're making And for women in regional areas, that's a huge, huge deal for me because that was part of it. It was about giving voices and, and giving a platform to women in regional centres um, for them to have opportunities to find out who they are. And, you know, that leads back to it coming from a really authentic place that you're being driven by literally what you needed at that time and what you mm. felt like you needed to share, not like, mm. I'm going to just start doing events. I want to be an event planner. You know, it came from yep. a completely different mm. space. And yep. that's how, you know, you're like, oh, I, I struggle to promote myself. But that's beautiful as well because you've fallen to what you should be doing and you don't, you're having success without necessarily forcing yourself to do what doesn't feel in alignment of promoting. Mm. So I, I love mm-hmm. that even more as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we live in this world where everything is so over-marketed and mm. polished and we have to be perfect and we have to, to be all of these things to be seen as successful. And it's, it's so overwhelming and that white noise is just ridiculous like if you go onto my Instagram page I'm just saying I don't have the the perf I don't do the reels I don't do any of those things probably because I don't have time but yeah. <laughs> like you know I think um for me I just keep I try to keep it simple stupid which is a rule in my life which is kiss keep it simple yeah. stupid um, I love that and I think if you kind of come from a place where you just like you said cat that alignment with who you are mm-hmm you're always going to find that success. And I feel Mm. that's hard to do sometimes because don't get me wrong. I find it really overwhelming thinking I need to be something more when I'm looking at, you know, um, influences and how, you know, how we're all portrayed in the world. It's all, it's all become a bit too much, I think. And it's, it's a bit, it's a bit full on. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the fact that it was so organic that you were like, I'm just going to do this as a little passion side project. And then it's just yeah. selling out and like catching you unaware. It was almost mm. like the universe has been like, you know, you're onto something here. Like just go with what feels right for you. Yeah. Um, but how mm. cool to, yeah. to sell out and for it to be such a smashing hit. So then since yeah. then, has it just been events? Is that been yeah, like so the main? 
Um, I've done events is probably the main thing, but we've kind of, I branched out for a while. They're doing a few like community projects. So uh, in 2017 and 2018, we did uh, Fabulous Faces and Fabulous Figures. So they were a photography community project where we worked mm -hmm. with uh, photographers in the region capturing women. And um, so Fabulous Faces was the first one. And that's where we had over 50 women have just their, their um, headshot, headshot pretty much taken and talking about um, their beliefs in beauty and their perceived myths of beauty and mm -hmm. how they see their own beauty and how what it's been like to um, appreciate or be grateful for, for their beauty and what that looks like to them. And that was um, a real opening um, for, I guess, the other projects that, flew, that flowed on from there. So you know some of the women that were in that 50 faces were just remarkable mm. uh, like you know women talking about how when they were younger they were never told they were beautiful or or pretty or um, that beauty was never something they associated with themselves mm. and so it was it was really fantastic to ask them those questions so yeah you can't take the journalist out of the girl so a lot of my projects I ask a series of questions to those who are involved in it Mm -hmm. And then we kind of shape a narrative and story around that. So that's what we did for 50 Faces mm -hmm. and what we did for Fabulous Figures. So Fabulous Figures, we kind of pushed the boundaries a little bit more and people were doing their whole bodies and in photographs, et cetera. And it was wonderful um, with Fabulous Faces that I pretty much did that on my own backing and with the in-kind support of photographers in the mm -hmm. region. And then the second one where I was able to get some funding from um, Regional Arts Development Fund uh, through Mackay Regional Council cool. to help with that. So, yeah, it's just been an evolving thing with the projects. And then we did um, Seize the Day in 2020, which was the coffee table book for mental health awareness. So that had men and women in this book. You know, we had over mm -hmm. 100 and, 120 people in that book, male Amazing. and female, and that seize the day the backdrops were our 31 beaches across the Mackay region and they mm -hmm. shared their um their mental health journeys which was pretty um phenomenal mm -hmm, it kind yeah. of got a little bit lost with COVID because it kind of when we mm. were supposed to launch that's when COVID kind of hit mm. but um yeah it's um yeah that was a remarkable um project to be to do because people were just so going back to that authentic, being authentic and mm. and showing their vulnerability mm. was that's where your power lies absolutely um, so that was amazing so um with those projects we do have events attached to them then like that's kind of how I, I like to do that tandem of doing a community project mm -hmm. and then having that event to celebrate it and I feel that that sometimes works really well for JSP and it's something that people kind of I guess align with a JSP event is that it's not just an event it's actually there's it's been a purpose. year's worth of work behind something to create yeah. that really special event or that moment in time and mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the proudest achievements I have is that that ability to bring community together and then to celebrate mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. in a way where women women and men um, can be championed for that one moment. Mm. Oh I love yeah. it. I have a couple of questions for you yeah. looping back. So does your husband still work away? Yes, he does. Yes. Yep. And he does. do you have 
two children. So when you had your second child, your daughter, Daisy. Yeah. Did you go through another phase of that identity or at that time you had really just settled in and been able to embrace motherhood anyway? I think I embraced motherhood because the day of the Just For You forums, I felt really sick. And I'm like, oh, it's just nerves. Oh, it's just nerves. Oh, I'm, oh, you know, it's just nerves. So then two days later, I found out I was pregnant with Daisy. So Daisy has kind of been part of, she's like the little mascot for me because mm. uh, once, you know, she's kind of been there since I started JSP as well. And Archie has been too, but I think for, for me, like it was different. I, um, I'd had... I was really scared with having Archie. I um, had an epidural and I um, wasn't really in my own power. I was very frightened. Um, and I think that in a lot of way, that kind of probably led to why I felt so mm, down and cascaded you know, into, yeah, yeah. into that. Um, and I think with Daisy, I had a natural birth. I had no painkillers. She was ready to come out into the world as she is now. She's sassy as ever but then I just I felt like I had reclaimed a bit of that power through the childbirth of Daisy and um yeah I think um when we did fabulous faces she was six weeks old we started the um you know the photography sessions so I was breastfeeding on milk crates in alleyways and changing her (laughs) nappy in the back of the Ford Ranger and doing lots of things like that so she was always there and Mm. um part of the action yeah and both of my kids are a bit like that I've always um they're always around um and how old is Daisy yeah she is five so she's about to start prep Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah it's it's bizarre it's um yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to my my mum about that recently about your different pregnancies and what it would have been like if I had been empowered enough to, mm. you know, because I was just petri- I was absolutely petrified when I had Archie, mm. and you know, um, yeah, I just it's so interesting. But you know, the beauty of it is, I the gift that Archie gave me was that it was okay to be vulnerable, and you came, you know, you you came out stronger for it and everything like Mm. that. And then when having Daisy, it was kind of that, that reassurance that you can do this. Like you've Mm. done, you know, you can do, you had your contrast, um, you felt that disempowerment and then you felt what it was like to have your power. Mm. Mm. And and then, yeah, every experience can come with a purpose. If you're able to look at it in, in that way. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, they've um, not only are they just, the blessings of my life but they've given me so many gifts that have actually really inspired a lot of the work that I do with JSP yeah you know that empowering not just for Daisy as a as a a woman but for my son because Mm. sometimes men need to feel as empowered as women yeah it's not really spoken about much and much Mm. for men and who was I talking to yesterday where was I anyway I was talking to a friend and they have a little boy and we were saying, like, you know, she's going to raise him beautifully to be the, the guy that will support my Lara or my Kate, you know. Like we were saying, mm. we have such a responsibility for our children. It doesn't matter whether they're a boy or a girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really instill self-belief in them through different tools so then they can mm. grow up to support one another. Yeah, so true. And yeah. that's a really, it's a hard thing to do too. It's something that, I, you know, I 
try to do all of the time and just you're always just worried about that self-belief and mm. the fine line between um, not wrapping, wrapping them in cotton wool but giving them the chance to build that the resilience and to just yeah. to do what they've got to do um, yeah yeah so yeah I often get older, ask my sister and I have asked our, our mum and dad before about because we're we're quite resilient I think that's one of our really strong qualities that we've gotten and we're like we've asked mum like how do you how did you give that to us and she she had no she couldn't tell us how she had done it mm. and so it's really interesting for me now as a mother that I'm like okay well like what do I do what do I do how do I but yeah. you do inherently especially if it's quality you have it is something you mm. can um, pass along you've spoken about your mother a few times mm. in here tell us a bit more about <laughs> the relationship with with your mum well my mum's my my person I guess she's a rock star um <laughs> she um is probably the most significant role model in my life um so my mum raised myself and my two younger sisters by herself so she was a single mum uh, from the time I was seven so she um she, you know she worked three jobs to put us through you know um Catholic school and get braces and do all of these things mm. and she just was um just this woman who always is so strong and she was also the woman who said you know fly your freak flag be who you are like don't <laughs> apologize for it I think my mum grew up in an era where that I guess women weren't always empowered by um being told that they could be whatever they wanted to be yeah. or do whatever they want to do and um you know my I guess having three girls my mum kind of changed that that's that generational cycle in terms mm. of she was always um there uplifting us and mm. you know I know my mum struggled a lot and it was tough for her but we never really saw that very often at all mm. she was um yeah it wasn't until we got a bit older that we started talking about things from you know from growing up and but yeah she's just this remarkable woman and she's so um she um takes everything in her stride and she's a quiet achiever and um yeah I always call on her for, for guidance and creativity and yeah I couldn't do what I've done without my mum um or you know I've you know my grandmother which is um my dad's mum she was a, a huge influence in my life too and she's still here today she sometimes watches my her great-grandchildren she's like 78 and oh, wow. she's just a strong-willed woman as well um mm that um, are both products of their of their upbringing and their environments of the time and I think yeah I think part of my resilience comes from being part of a, a single parent home um, and and dealing with um, you know not having my dad around as much as I probably would have liked um, mm -hmm. and I think that plays a huge part in a lot of the things with me um, that that feeling of not being enough and mm -hmm. really pushing pushing for people to go no you are enough it doesn't matter what has ha what happens around you that all lies within you so um yeah I was so I was just really lucky to have such a great mum and a hands-on mum and a mum who just was just always there just rock solid mm -hmm. like you know she and she's still there today for all of us and it's um yeah the power of motherhood um yeah it's just an incredible gift that keeps on giving mm. even though sometimes I probably annoy the crap out of her with all my questions or 
yeah, or you know it's funny it's, because doesn't the role change as you grow up you're the one hustling your, your mum oh sorry yeah. Your, yeah you yeah no it never gives up yeah you just keep no. going it doesn't yeah. stop yeah I'm like oh yeah I messed that up in my mind yeah I feel like I'm still very much like oh mom I need help with this oh mom have you got I'm any like, of this in you your place yeah. mom yeah. Like, yeah chat with me love y'all yeah phone like, call a day and my kids my kids my little my one and a half year old she's always going nana nana and so yeah. we FaceTime mom honestly if she's not yeah. at work like five times a day and Kate likes yeah. to just press the hang up button so nana yeah. has to answer for Kate to hang up on her it's hilarious <laughs> and mom still answers every call <laughs> oh well, yes, I ring up my mum and say, look, I've got this bottle of cream that's been in the fridge and it's out of date, but I haven't opened it. Will it be all right? And she's like, oh, Fallon, just smell it. It'll be fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, you needed know, that how, advice. Give it a how sniff. annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'm definitely a product of my upbringing and I wouldn't mm. change anything for it in the world. Um, and, you know, I still have a, a relationship with my dad and, you know, and everything like that. But I think nothing can really compare that bond that um, my sisters and my mum have. It's just, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, and what about with your sisters? Yeah. Are, you, are you girls quite bonded between the three of you as well? Yeah, we are. We're really close. Um, so I have a sister who lives in Brisbane and she's a mm-hmm. teacher. She's a high school teacher. Yeah. she's um an art teacher yes. and actually so she does your artwork cool yes so I, know she's you, from, I wasn't yeah. sure where this, the artwork <laughs> yes fell in yes yeah so that's um Brie so she does Brie Kate Hudson creative on the side and does a lot of work for me um but she's um yeah a high school art teacher and she's just um crushing it at the moment being just you know an amazing role model to the young people she teaches down in Brisbane and my other sister she's a a nurse uh, in Broome in Western Australia so she's on the front line one of the mm. front line workers with Hardest a lot of stuff at the, the moment, moment as well too so you know we've um yeah we don't live so close but yeah it's it's like that it's like that thing when you have a, your, your friend you've always had your oldest friend and yeah. you pick up where you left off like it's never mm. awkward it's just you know and I send them weird questions all the time too about <laughs> certain things you know like you know medical things with my sister like I've got this rash she's like oh go to the doctor she's like I don't have you know <laughs> or um you know what what does this mean like what does, what do they mean by this when they say this and she's like oh oh Helen so um and yeah so um and we do feel the dis- distance with my sister and mm. Broom because she's so far away uh but Brie and I we're co- in constant contact because we do a lot of collaboration and like yeah. I don't think that um the awards would have taken off so much if, if it wasn't for her amazing artwork that really just, um, yeah, she's just fantastic. She just has this amazing way of creating stuff, mm, which um, yeah, beautiful. I love. Yeah. So Before yeah. we dive into the awards though, yeah, I do want to dive into that. But first yeah. I wanted to talk about your work in the cabaret productions that you put together. So Caitlin oh, and yeah. I moved back a year ago and we were so <laughs> pumped to come yep. to the latest cabaret we had our tickets mm. Caitlin comes to my house to pick me up I'm like all dressed I'm ready to go had her heels on she's like oh, I, had my, had I was ready and then I was like hang on I just want to check on Kate one more time because yep. when I put her to bed she seemed a bit funny yeah anyway my husband was in the shower with my other daughter and I was like I'll be one second and off I go, yep. I run down the hallway and then I come back. I'm like, I'll just go. She's spewed everywhere. She had had, oh. I didn't know, but she had had three packets of this custard and yep. her cot 
as soon as I got to the door before I even opened it, it just reeked. I was like, oh. yeah. Anyway, so Caitlin got to go with her <laughs> yeah. sister, but I never got to come to cabaret yet. Oh. Yeah, she was really heartbroken. I was like, there'll still be a seat for you, like if you can make it work. And she was just yeah. like, I'm like the deep in vomit sailed. here. There's just no way <laughs> that I'm going to make it. Like, I'm sorry. Oh. Enjoy on my behalf. Mm. Um, yeah, so me and my sister attended the Bear Cabaret. Yes. Um, yes. I can just talk about it from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I just remember you trying to get the sign off outside, and I was like, oh, she needs some help. And then people were like, <laughs> do you need some help? And you're like, no, no, I've got this. And you're like putting the sign out and we're all like eagerly waiting to get in there. Um, and it was just such, it was so, everyone was so exciting. Like I feel like even just from when the doors opened, everyone was buzzing and there was beautiful platters of food. Like it, I think it just said like nibblies and I'm like, okay, like have dinner before I go. There was a smorgasbord. I was like, this is so good. Like I love like a good platter and this is like sweets and cheeses and I was like oh my god this is so good <laughs> this is a my good sister had got her hair my sister had got her hair done so we like got our seats and made sure we like could see everything and really settled in and it was so so good it was it was more than I was expecting like I was in stitches I was crying tears of laughter <laughs> and then I was crying tears of emotion because hmm. the contrast it was just like you know, each little scene had its own little tidbits, like whether it was funny yeah. or a bit like heartfelt. And I feel like there was maybe two, two blokes in the audience that yes. I don't know if they were like husbands of people in the show or whether they knew what they'd signed up for. But I just was like, <laughs> oh, my God, these guys must be like so, um, so strong or so yeah. um probably uncomfortable at times because mm. I mean yeah just to paint a picture when the woman came out dressed as the vagina oh, and yes. she's literally got her little hat on that's her clitoris and she's like yep. dancing around yeah and I was just I people were like <laughs> getting their phones out and I was like I can't even operate a phone right now I'm just in in so much laughter and so much joy it was so priceless um yeah, but yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you talk about it. Where no, it I love from. hearing people's um, uh, reviews Experience. of it. It's yeah. always really nice. Yeah, to, to hear and that, I. So. Yeah, the um, the lady that did the little uh, fun facts about oh yeah the history yes. of women and the <laughs> history of like, mm. I guess like women's anatomy and like when they yeah. started studying it and like all these like really interesting things that I was just like oh my god I had no idea like that the anatomy books didn't go into like female genitalia until quite recently fell. And you probably know the year. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I was like, what? That's only like the last hundred years or something that they had been like fully detailing. Yeah. The women, female anatomy. Uh, yeah. I think it was like uh, 2001. They'd actually like scoped um, the whole female anatomy. I think it was 2001. I have to, but yes, it, it was incredible. Like the whole, um, re, I guess the whole reproductive area of women, which was pretty um, amazing. And it was an Australian u urologist who who did that. So that was pretty incredible. But um, yeah, the show, um, I, I couldn't have done it without uh, Sammy Mitchell. So she was my co-writer on the show. Um, and Sammy's quite uh, a well-known performer in Mackay. She's been in lots of productions and she has her own uh, band and um so yeah, she's um 
incredible and we've been friends for a really long time so we were housemates for about 11 12 years ago oh, so wow, yeah yeah so we have a lot of um, history together so um, when I had this idea I said to her I'm like oh I want to do like a cabaret about women and I guess you know their bodies and pleasure and um, consent and all of the things that are kind of happening right now I feel I feel it that we need to put it into a into a platform that can be have that light and shade as you said Caitlin mm-hmm. um, so um, yeah Bear came about and we just started writing from personal experiences and did lots of research we also did um, a questionnaire that women uh, completed anonymously and we got a lot of stories um, and I guess experiences and what they they felt about their bodies and sexuality and pleasure and all of those things so we kind of took all of that research as well and kind of yeah created bear and um so amazing yeah so um yeah and then we had like the the photography part to it where women actually um stripped bear and and had their photos taken and they were yes I met a photographer that was a part of that um she was yeah, she's a beautiful lady. And yeah, it was the first I'd like I'd heard of the Just Same project, but I hadn't I wasn't aware of the bear project of yeah. it. And when she explained it to me, I Caitlin, you were there. We were both like, Oh my god, we yeah. need to go and find this and look at this. Yes, yeah. And that's probably Amanda Ward. So she yes, was, uh, it was Amanda Ward photography. Yeah. And so she led that and then um Amanda had to to move interstate. So then Melissa Cooney um helped out with photos as well in the end so we was really blessed to have both of them do that so it was really great and they were kind of displayed as part of the the um the cabaret and yeah the yeah they were like were little place awesome. there was also little placemats with a printout with that were just beautiful actually I grabbed you one cat but it never made it to you <laughs> sorry <laughs> um and they were the beautiful images of um from the bare photo shoot and I just mm. wanted to look at all of them. They were coming up on the screen as well. But I was like to all my neighbours, oh, can I have a look at yours? And they just <laughs> everyone just looks so, so beautiful. And I just think the fact that everyone just was owning their body because I saw beauty in every one of them, but they were yeah, people of all different shapes and sizes. Mm. Um, but it was just, they just looked so, so beautiful and so comfortable mm. and so like mm. empowered just to be posing bare. Um, and mm. just owning it so it was really really powerful those photos coming up at the mm. start I was just like oh I just love I love how much they look like they are in love with their bodies like yeah and for a yeah. photographer to make someone feel comfortable to really just tap into that feeling and for it to come yeah. across it's really really powerful it is it's um you know and that's where it comes from and, and I guess for with Amanda and Melissa in particular they're photographers that actually make their I guess their muses in a way very very comfortable they just have Mm -hmm. this amazing um light that they project Mm. um and I think that that was the part of that beauty too is that yeah they were just so comfortable radiating this light that people did feel comfortable enough to just to be who they are and also, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of, you know, um, coaching from my end that I did with a lot of the women as well and helping them get to that point where they were like, some of them were sitting on the fence and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, not talking them into it, but giving giving them the advice or the encouragement to to make that decision on their own. So, yeah, yeah I think, um, and you know, and some, for, yeah. For you, you if, you, if you were coaching them to get to that place, 
Mm. How do you think you got yourself to that place to then feel like you mm. could help them to get there? Good question. Mm. <laughs> um, a lot of it's um, fake it till you make it um, mm-hmm. and really and pushing yourself. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, um, like I say to a lot of women, I said um, there's a real beauty of pushing yourself out of the comfort zone mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of magic happens. And for mm-hmm. me, that's what I've done. I've always tried to walk the walk and talk the talk um, mm-hmm. and lead by example. And I think yep. that's how I've kind of taught, or not taught, but encouraged, I guess, women to, to be part of these projects is that well you know I'm not a hundred percent happy with my body or I'm not a hundred percent there of loving myself um you know and and that's ebb and flow we have Mm. days where we love ourselves and days where it's really hard and but if we can push through that into that magic space of out of those you know pushing those boundaries um Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really great way to teach people that they can do that too um yeah I think there's there's a lot of, um, I find leadership in a lot of the ways, not actually what comes out of your mouth. It's actually your actions and how you, how you, how you portray, how you, oh, I'm lost for words, <laughs> um, how you, how you just get on with it and you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show that you show that it can be done yeah. despite any ob- obstacles or hurdles that you might have. And, and that's been pretty, pretty much my philosophy. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, you know, all the time and that's okay. It's okay not to be a hundred percent, but you know, if you're feeling like 50%, you know, there are parts of you that have the ability that you are a hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think we, we have to take those pockets or those moments in time where we just go, Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Excuse my French. I'm just going to do it. And then that's what I found with a lot of women. They just went, well, it I'm just going to do it because yeah. and that experience of then doing it and knowing mm-hmm. that they did it liberation there's that liberation that the next time they they come up to a place where they're at they feel like experiencing they're, that emotion again yeah limiting themselves right. and even they just having that okay. having yeah. that photograph to capture that moment mm. too and be like look yeah. I did this like I, you can go yeah. back to that same headspace of Exactly. You know, the sky's the limit, really. I'm only mm. being, I'm only standing in my own way. If I can yeah. just go past it, I know how good it feels on the other side if I'm willing to yeah. push through that feeling of mm. discomfort. Yeah. And um, that's the thing. I, I think you've got to feel discomfort to be comfortable. Yeah. Like, Otherwise, it's not, it's often you're not actually going to experience any expansion unless, unless you are trying a little mm. bit more of a yeah, if it doesn't yeah. challenge you a little bit or scare you a little bit, sometimes that's because you're actually not putting yourself out there for, for an opportunity and you're going to be mm. missing out. Yeah, and always do it for yourself. Like, mm. And that's what I always say, do it for yourself. Do it for, for who, you know, do it, do it for, you know, for example, do it for Fallon 10 years ago or do it for Fallon yeah. 20, years, 20 years down the track when her boobs are in her, you know, in her soup. You know, like it's just, <laughs> you know, you do those, you do it for you and I think that's always what I try to project out into the world is is that yeah um Fallon I feel like with Bear and most Mm. of your other projects the undertone is really about I guess positive body image or Mm -hmm. that's a big part of your Mm -hmm. message Mm. do you feel like for you 
that came from the learnings after you had Archer or do you think that's been something that has been sort of bubbling away under the surface for you for longer mm. for longer oh, than I that? I have always yeah I remember being in high school and thinking that I was fat or I, I was you know not pretty enough or I wasn't what was deemed gorgeous and it's nearly been 20 years since I was at high school so but not a lot not a lot's changed in those 20 years um and then I look back in high school pictures and go oh my god you weren't like oh, you are gorgeous. now a little you know like, you, are, you know you are a little you've got you know I think I've always been really harsh on the way I've looked and I you know I've had you know moments in my life where men have felt the need to comment on how I looked or you know um even women like just felt like they had them you know it's nobody's right to, to make comment mm. on your body period ever mm -hmm. and I think when you have those little <clears throat> things that build up over time and then when you're at your your weakest point and you feel like oh gosh I'm just oh I'm not who I want to be or I, I'm, I don't look like that person in the magazine or that person I'm following on Instagram mm. or, or whatever the case may be or I don't look like my best friend and I have been in those cycles where I have like talked to myself terribly mm. um, and it's only probably you know after having Archie that I kind of decided hey my body's pretty amazing mm. <laughs> like I think that's one of the gifts that motherhood really does give is this it empowers your body in a way that I never expected you saw it and in a different be, light yeah and to be a little bit kinder mm. like um yeah I think um it's always been a struggle for me I've always yeah I've had that chip on my shoulder about you know just not being enough just you know not skinny enough not pretty enough not smarter enough not you know um not together enough mm. um not funny enough you know you know it was always it was that kind of diatribe that I was You're definitely not alone there, Fallon, I think, <laughs> and yeah. it's true every I think I, everyone experiences it but it's the awareness behind it and how you how you can move through it or afford it you know and and realizing that it can be cyclic as well I think is really powerful to be like oh well I feel like shit today but mm. it'll come back tomorrow I'm still gonna live mm. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. even and, if even coming back to that monthly cycle I bought a cute mm. little top and it must have been around that ovulation week and I was like damn I look good literally two weeks later I put on and I was like whoa like you know it's, <laughs> it's just and my body wouldn't have been really any different but mm. I felt I felt like a different person like I was like well I've got to get rid of that there's no way yeah. I can wear it but then it's going to come back around and I'll put it on and I'll probably like it again. Um, it's true. But then it, it could be a year. It could be, you know, but yeah. it's all a matter of how much we, we really punish ourselves. Mm. You know, it, it's, we we're really putting do. that on, on ourselves, um, that expectation of what mm. something might be considered an ideal in our own mind. Mm. Um, and what you think is beautiful and what I think is beautiful mm. um, are going to be different as well I think yeah. it's it's been a it's journey like, for me to feel comfortable in my in my own skin mm, um yeah but I think the more mm. that I don't uh, the more that I I realize that it's more looking at the beauty of of someone's spirit you know so I've mm. really noticed people's smiles and if someone's yeah. like really vibrant when they greet me I'm like oh my yeah. god like I just want to be yeah. around you you're mm. so beautiful mm. and I think the more yeah. that I see that in other people, the more I can 
feel that for myself or yeah. maybe it's the other way around the more I started to feel that in myself the yeah, more I noticed yeah. it in other people so yeah. what yeah. comes first the chicken or the egg but it's mm, it's true. nice when I when wonder that if that's changes. something you've embodied a little bit from Ronnie as well Kate because you've oh. like, we've spoken about stories before about Kate's partner how oh, I can't even think of it but essentially he was like no I didn't even notice I didn't even notice that he has had blue eyes you know I'm like, he oh, okay. doesn't he doesn't notice anything visual like if like haircut if I got my hair done he might be like oh like he might notice something's different but if someone has their makeup done he wouldn't notice if they looked different or if they had a thousand dollar dress versus a seventy dollar dress he Mm. would not notice like he doesn't get designer handbags it blows it baffles him um (laughs) and like getting eye face tinting or anything really face related even makeup he's just like I just can't wrap my head around it like you Mm. girls you do funny things you reckon like he just he yeah the whole visually aesthetically but not even does it boggle him and he actually doesn't register you know yeah he doesn't see it I could walk in and I could be like I am looking the worst I've ever looked and he and he it's not he doesn't he's never like oh you look really nice anything it's just like you're the same to me regardless yeah yes Mm. yes yeah yeah so he has the it's the ronnie filter it's the ronnie filter that's a beautiful filter that i'm (laughs) blessed to have in my life and it's just a constant reminder that like Mm. hey like it doesn't matter like Mm. i did get the what's it called um when you get the eyebrows done and it's like a henna henna tattoo on the eyebrows that like fades and that's just the perfect example like I walk in and I'm like I've glammed up I've got my eyebrows done and he's just like looks at me like this is one occasion where I did notice and he was like looked at me like really like you audience won't be able to see my face but he was freaked out and he was like what's like what's going on up there like and just kind of giggled to himself and I was like what do you mean like you know this is this is a hot look he was like oh looks like it's like a hairy caterpillar or something like I don't know what he said but he was basically like, why are you doing any of that nonsense like he just yeah so he's it's interesting my husband's a bit the same I had um mm. the eyelash extensions there for a while <laughs> and then COVID hit and then they all just you know fell out <laughs> And they then kind of they fall out and you look like a bit like an alien or um yeah yeah, yeah. Like as they fall out one by one you look pretty mm. pretty funny yeah. on the way out and then when they fell out he goes oh that's so much better he goes you don't need all of that stuff he goes I'm so glad that they're not in there anymore mm. and it was I'm like so- oh that's really interesting like yeah. you know having you know um partners who um who don't don't need all yeah. the bells and whistles and things like that and for me, that's probably one of the loveliest interactions that, <laughs> um, you know, to have um, with your partner mm-hmm. when they say something like that. That's yeah. really, mm-hmm. you know, supportive. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It's um, yeah, we are definitely our hardest, harshest critics, and I oh, think that that's yeah. part of it. Part of the work too is breaking down all those stereotypes of what we think. Yeah, beauty, what beauty is, and you and know, being aware of, of that internal that talk as well. Yes, I think that's yeah. a huge one. Um, mm. You know, you like oh, I'm not good enough, or I don't mm. look a certain way, or even like oh, I said the wrong thing, and just spiraling mm. about those things. Yep. It's just wasting your energy when you could mm. be looking at so many other things. But it's a like it's a journey so to get there, and it's. Mm. 
I mean, the biggest thing that you can probably do is just is just start to become aware of what you are doing and not beating yourself up about that you're doing it, just having mm. the awareness and starting to flip it gently and kindly mm. and softly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the greatest privileges we have in our lifetime is to to learn and to be who we are. Yeah. You know, and if, if we're, I think it just comes back from that place of kindness to ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm, like yeah. if we just started that, um, it um, can have that that domino effect. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've really... spoken about the bear and cabaret. Are you going to do, like, do you think you'll do more cabaret shows in the future? Well, we are going to do another season of bear. Oh, great. Woo-hoo. My chance is back. <laughs> this so, is an opportunity, Kat. <laughs> so um, we will have certain parts of it the same, but we're actually rewriting a lot of um, more, uh, a few more scenes. And it's going to be a bit different. Um, I can't say too much because I'm lipped to confidentiality. Mm. Um, but it's going to be a, a pretty big deal uh, where we're, where it is. So Bear will be up for another season. And, Woo-hoo. you know, uh, Sammy and I are looking at trying to, in the future, get it to Briz, uh, to Brizfest cool. and a few things. Awesome. So it's not the last time that Bear is going to be enjoyed. So Kat, you'll be able to come and Caitlin, oh, you'll be able to come again. I'm, I'm in for a completely different 100%. show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm signed me up. Um, what's yeah. the sort of timeline on that yeah, so we're looking in um, the middle of the year. Oh, okay. Right. Not long at all. Well, yes. get back to yep. work. No. Um, <laughs> so maybe yeah. now's a good time for us to move into talking about um, the Women's Awards, the Just Saying Project Women's yes. Awards for, um, that are coming up super soon. Mm. Yes, 5th of March. It's come around very quickly. So, yeah, we're into our last few days of um, people casting their nominations for their the women in our community so when does that end yeah, sorry the 31st of January okay yep so yeah I think um wanted to do an awards for a while I just feel like it was another element um to JSP another way of storytelling in a different medium uh so yeah we've got six categories we have the health and well-being warrior the resilient rebel the modern news the magic maker uh, the Mother of All Mothers and the Trailblazer. So we've got six categories this year uh, that people can nominate women in their lives. Um, yeah. And you say this year, how, how long has the awards been running? This is the first one. So this is this the is first our, one. That's this thought, is the yeah. inaugural um, Women's Awards and yeah. hoping um, and by the success of the nominations that are coming through, uh, it's definitely something we'll do. Uh, next year I'm hoping to make awesome. it a, an actual um, key event for JSP in the future so everyone's so. been getting on board and and casting their votes yes we've got over 60 at the moment so good. and counting so um, I'm just absolutely chuffed by that support that's just incredible and you know what um, of those 60 they're literally there's not a lot of double ups so Oh, wow. Yes, it's been. That's beautiful to see the variation. That makes it hard for you, but the variation. It makes it hard for the judging panel. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, um, but that's incredible. It just goes to show there is this really beautiful sense in Mackay, in our region, Mackay, Isaac, Good Sunday. There's this real support mechanism for women. And I feel... um, 
maybe it is through JSP and that culture we've tried I've tried to develop but women are so eager to put their hand up and celebrate a woman for something that mm. they've done or they're sharing their work or they're you know where that's really breaking down that's you know that stereotype of pitting women against each other yeah. that you know the media is so fond of doing which yeah. is so remotely not the case and I think that that's for me that was the biggest win seeing those you know 60 nominations come through it's like yeah hell yeah women are supporting women and it's not just a uh, affirmation meme we're sharing on Instagram or Facebook yeah. it's actual action you know it goes mm-hmm. back to that you know you know if you want to lead you walk the walk and you talk the talk you mm-hmm. don't you know it's um and that really just put a spring in my step so and we're really lucky this year um actually yesterday I got some um, announcement that um Delhi Bay so Dalrymple Bay Coal Terminal have come mm-hmm. on as a uh, major sponsor for the awards this year oh, which was a, a, a huge thing for JSP and it's really great to collaborate with Delhi Bay so I'm I um as part of that I just a little shout out a little shout yeah. out to them to acknowledge yeah. um, for getting behind uh an amazing yeah, awesome. community community project in its first year so that's really fantastic so yeah I'm really excited for March 5th so I um I've had a bit of trepidation with the way the world is at the moment but I feel that this is um a night that everyone can come it's not just for the nominated it's for all women to come along and celebrate it's you know um I guess it's our local celebration for International Women's Day and Queensland Women's Week so it's not it's the awards are part of it but there's a lot of other exciting things that are going to be happening on that night so yeah so exciting oh I'm definitely keen to come I love and I think we're away that weekend Bishy we we shan't be in attendance we wish we were (laughs) yeah well in spirit next year next year um I also think with you being a journalist sort of Mm. knowing how the media works I think is really um important even just for you to get like a bit of buzz around the awards I feel like you'd know Mm. like even though Mm. you said you're not big on marketing and and Mm. self-promoting I think when it's the Mm. women's awards and it takes us oh yeah it's not about you so you're like okay let's pump this up yeah that's right Um, I'm 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 pretty good at doing the the JSP stuff but if I'm talking about you know you know my origin story or whatever you want to call it um (laughs) it's a little it's a little bit different but um yeah the journalism um in my day job I do comms and marketing so I do JSP and I have a day job so um I do a lot of work in that in that sphere anyway so yeah you can never take the journalist out of the girl Mm -hmm. and um yeah and so you how many days a week do you work doing that yeah so I do um on my day job Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do like a seven day fortnight. So I have okay. a very flexible workplace um, where I work three days, one week and four the next. Um, yeah, that's uh, you're and, busy you know, woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I think um, I enjoy I enjoy challenges and mm-hmm. um, I'm also someone who needs to, which comes back to, I think, that high functioning anxiety element is that I need to learn to just say no and to stop occasionally. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been trying to learn to do that a little bit more. So not go, go, go by the seat of my pants all the time. Mm, yeah. It's a challenge to do it though, isn't it? Especially when everything feels like such an opportunity and you get so excited. You know, Caitlin, yeah. I keep thinking, what's Fallon's human design? I know. I, was just say that I, like, I haven't been invited to, um, to <laughs> ask. I don't know if you know what human design is, Fallon. 
Um, we I've did heard of it, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so we we would be very intrigued to to hear what you are. Whether it's, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would hazy guess either manifestor or manifesting generator. But oh, yeah, I reckon manifestor. You've bought a lot of things to like. I reckon manifestor. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We'll, we'll have anyway, to after this. We'll have to circle look back. <laughs> yeah, we'll circle back on that. I would like to know that. I like those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so, where are the awards being held? Yeah, so they are going to be held at the Mackay Turf Club in their uh, function Ooh. centre. So we're doing that and we've got um, live music um, and it'll be like canopies. There'll be an open bar. Um, yeah, we're going to have a few speakers and, um, yeah, so obviously. It's open for anybody to come. Are tickets available yep. yet? Tickets are going to go on sale next week. So once oh, the cool. nominations close, they'll be up and running in the first week. So they'll be all available on the um, event and ticket page on the Just Saying Project website cool. at www.justsayingproject.com. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Amazing. And that's a lot already in the pipeline for JSP, mm. right? Yeah. But yes. is there anything else that we should be knowing about not at this stage I think with the women's awards and then with bear in the middle of the year um yeah. I'm pretty I've got my sister's wedding in the middle of that as well um in WA so um and school and all of the I would really like to start looking down the future of doing um, a product line with JSP Ooh. and that's something that my sister Brie um from Brie Kate Hudson Creative um, and I've been kind of working in the background um, for a year now so you can just see that that's it's like in the pipeline yeah, it's just keep it's the happening. Down below, but it'll, it'll I know spot when it comes yeah that's right so yeah and I think um, I think it'll kind of be you know that seven years and I, you know we have that cycle in seven mm -hmm. years we all kind of yeah dead and we we um re-emerge um so i'd say something like that for jsp is probably on the cards and seeing what that looks like um yeah i might just have to go and have a few more showers and walks in nature where yeah. the ideas <laughs> pop up so clear the way Beautiful. for the ideas yeah to yeah so but i um yeah i couldn't have done anything that i've done up to this point without you know my family and the, the support of the Mackay community has been astonishing and the women who are just so eager to be involved it's really heartwarming so I really um I am really genuinely grateful for that so it's, a, it's yeah. pretty amazing yeah so. and on the flip yeah. side of that we're really lucky to, to be mm -hmm. to be able to receive what you are so willingly working hard on putting out there so so yeah. very very humble Fallon in saying that you don't know how to respond when people say you're cre creating a movement, but you're really yeah. serving things up to people in a really palatable, like easy relatable, to digest, authentic. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. In a, and it's just been such a joy to listen to you speak. Um, but oh, I really you. think that you should give yourself so much credit that you are in fact creating a movement and we are happy to be on board the just okay. saying train um it's yeah it's <laughs> really really great yeah okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah so thank you for sharing no my pleasure thank you for having me on today it's been really lovely yeah oh. and um i love the work that you guys are doing too you know thank um, you. i'm hoping to i'm hoping to get to 
to house of she and just immersing myself in, in the beauty that you guys are creating too so you know it's um, wonderful and congratulations on your podcast it is it's very good oh thank you yeah. so thank so you. much for coming That's on okay don't and we'll worry. make sure we pop into the show notes the link to um to Fallon's website where her events are all listed and as well yep we will um do some posts today about getting their nominations in getting those votes in yes let's make it to 100 people yeah Ooh. absolutely <laughs> i might send out a few text messages actually yeah yeah that'd be fabulous thank you cool <laughs> We hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Fallon. We wanted to just loop back and make sure that everybody gets on board with following the Just Sam project through their Facebook page and through their Instagram page. Fallon also has a website for the Just Sam project where she um, publishes her blog and where you can find up-to-date information on her events and buy tickets to her events. And I wanted to flag again that the Just Sam project's um, women's awards are coming up March 5th or six whatever the Saturday is I need to relook at the day but um get along to that because it's going to be a really amazing evening celebrating women from our community nominated by our community and it's just going to be a fun night out with the girls too so get involved yes and definitely keep an eye out for any updates for Bear Cabaret and when they might be showing against that's not to be missed yes absolutely beautiful thanks guys 